0: The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. Life changing radio. 947 947 The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom.
1: into that. We are here for you, Mom. So glad you have tuned in today and the dads that have tuned in as well and maybe a few kids. That would be wonderful. I'm very excited about today's guest on the show. Many of you are going to know her. Maybe you've heard her speak or sing or read one of her books. But here's what I'm excited about. She's got a new book out, brand new. She's constantly writing books. I don't know how she does it, but she's got a new one out with so many wise lessons. That moms need to hear. And, and look, I, I, I am choosy with the guests that we have on Channel Mom because I do really want to be media that's there for moms, speaking to a mom's heart, knowing where she lives, understanding what the issues are that she's dealing with. And Sheila Walsh's new book it does just that. So stay tuned for the inestimable Sheila Walsh. First, though, I just want to remind you that we're so pleased to have this new Friday show. We want to welcome our Friday audience. We're now on Fridays at 1 p.m. as well as Saturdays at 7 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. right here on 94 7 krks we hope that uh, you can be blessed by our show helped by our show informed equipped encouraged all of that that's why channel mom is here and we would love you to come alongside us and help us as well because this is a non-profit ministry and you are the reason we're able to reach mom so Please uh, feel free to go to channelmom.com and give to us. One last little note before we get to Sheila. I have a friend who, um, has, you know, years ago started a shelter for moms here in the Denver area called A Rising Hope. An amazing thing. She wanted me to remind folks that this month is indeed, uh, domestic violence awareness month. And just keep that on your hearts and minds and pray for those that you know may be in some trouble in that area and for, for, uh, hearts to be healed and children to be healed and, all of that that comes with that. So, just wanted to recognize that today. Okay. This is my little introduction to Sheila Walsh, who probably needs no introduction. She's a best-selling author, a well-known speaker. She is uh has been on the most recent Women of Faith tour. She's a one-time TV host in her role on the 700 Club club. She's also an accomplished singer. You know what, Chris, if you can hear me in the other room, I would love if you would just remind people the fact that uh, Sheila is an accomplished singer, and we can just play uh, a little bit of Miss Sheila Walsh.
3: Like that, my mom can. Yeah, she can't even. She. <laughs> my mom has a good voice, but I'm not going to say that she's as good as you, Sheila. Um, <laughs> Sheila's son, Christian, who we're going to talk about today, used to have his mother stand graveside to pets. And sing songs like that over the pets. I think his favorite was Amazing Grace. At any rate, Sheila's brand new book, Five Minutes with Jesus, Making Today Matter, has enormous lessons in it.
1: No matter whether you're a woman who's walking in a path of faith right now or not, these lessons are going to resonate with you because she hits it right where a mother lives. So welcome
3: to Channel Mom, Sheila.
2: It's so great to be with you, Jenny.
3: We're glad to have you. And it's, it's true. Did Christian, would you just belt out Amazing Grace graveside when like a hamster died? Or?
2: Well, it depended on the size of the animal. A fish <laughs> only got one verse in a chorus, but the hamster got the whole thing all the way to when Christ shall come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the cat. You know the cat said. got a lot, right? They, oh, oh, yeah. the The cat had a sermon plus a song <laughs> and a small offering. <laughs>
3: Oh, who gave who gave to the offering i'm sure it's christian and i okay good good um hey i i mentioned off air that
1: i heard you speak at women of faith and what a touching oh your story your story your story i've actually been to scotland you grew up in scotland and you suffered some pain there as a child um and i just yeah you, your story made me weep and made me laugh and and so i'm i'm so grateful for it that that god has formed it in such a way that you could be an encouragement to people like me
3: let's let's launch right into Christian, tell people (laughs) where you're at as a mom right now, and if you have fallen yet on the carpet and just bawled your eyes out.
2: Yes, I am in serious mourning. My son, our only son, I mean our only child, has been uh, went to college this fall, so he has been gone, you know, for uh, five weeks, four days, seven hours, (laughs) and you know, it just. I I honestly didn't know it was going to be this hard because friends of mine said, "Oh, it's really hard," and I was like, "Well, actually, no, I'll get this." sleep in a little bit later and but oh with my husband barry and i were just talking last night about how much we miss him yeah miss him so much yeah
1: i already cry about it i really do i already cry mm. my kids are 17 my my son is 17 and my daughter's 13 um my son has a yet another you know he's a junior in high school um but yeah i already get i'll, I'll just sit at the computer mm. and just start to cry <laughs>
2: I know, it's so funny because Jen Hatmaker is like one year behind me. Her son is doing college visits at the moment. Uh-huh. And I mean, she keeps texting me. She's like, how am I going to make it through this? How yeah. am I going to do this? Just be grateful for FaceTime. I love that because at least, um, or Skype, you know, at least you don't just hear their voice. Now you actually get to see their face, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, that is awesome. That That is something to be grateful for
3: um i i <laughs> i was skyping i not intentionally i don't want to get off too too off track cuz you have so many great stories but last night my daughter had her friend in the microwave and i say that <laughs> with great humor you know kids how they are my my daughter and m- her best friend were um having a phone conversation over
1: iphone that's not skype though what is that called where you FaceTime. Yeah, they face-timing. were FaceTiming each other.
3: Well, and her friend was in the microwave because Georgia was making cookies. And so the only place she could prop up her friend was in the microwave. And so I came over to look in the microwave where the Ooh. phone was. And then her friend's, uh, mommy, it happens to be my best friend. And I said, Oh, Shelly, you're in the microwave because Shelly walked <laughs> through the. <view. laughs> it's just, anyway, you gotta love modern technology in some ways, not in all ways, I oh, have to say. What?
2: Yeah, well, last night, um, we hadn't talked because Barry and I leave for Australia next week. And so we just kind of wanted to FaceTime Christian last night. And I'm in my pajamas with no makeup on. I look like I've climbed up an embankment after a train wreck. And Christian's like, Oh, hey, mom, look, all my friends are here. So he shows me to all the oh! friends. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We're still, that's funny that you would say
3: that because last night Shelley was like, why is your lighting so good? You look so good in your lighting. And so then she was running around the house trying to find good lighting for her. What is wrong with us as women? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so let's get to the nitty-gritty now. I'm I'm sorry that we got off task for our audience. Um, you you have a couple of stories, and I want to talk about those before we get to your new
1: devotional, five minutes with Jesus. Your stories are haunting, uh, partly because they're haunting. I mean, they're difficult, but yet they have added such richness to the story that you carry to mother's hearts and and so can you just review for folks you know what you went through um with your daddy losing your daddy and then I also want to touch a little bit on this this odd switch of pregnancy diagnoses that you had with mm. another woman so so tell folks about your father um who you grew up in Scotland with
2: well I just I actually just got off the phone before I talked to you Jenny with my sister and um, all my family still live in Scotland. You know, I was I was born in the West Coast of Scotland. And I was very, very, um, it was a great gift to have a mom and dad who didn't just go to church, but who actually had a relationship with Jesus, because less than 2% of our population even go to church. Oh. So it was, that was quite a gift, but, and I was very much a daddy's girl, my sister's, she's kind of the more well-behaved one, like wear all the, you know, dresses and ribbons and I was a tomboy, so very much a daddy's girl. But when I was five, my father had a massive brain injury, which initially just paralyzed him down one side, and he lost the power of speech. But eventually, as the weeks passed, um, his personality began to change quite drastically. And he went from being just this wonderful, loving father to a very angry, confused, and ultimately a very violent stranger. And the last time I looked in my dad's eyes was... Turning just in time to see that he was about to bring his cane down on my skull, and he was taken off to um, a psych hospital that day, where he managed to escape. He escaped from there and he drowned himself in the river when he was thirty-four. So it just left me as a child with with a tremendous sense of shame, you know, wondering what was it my dad saw in me that made him turn against me? Because I I didn't understand as a child that it was, you know, that was a brain injury. I just thought that this. My dad, who once loved me, you know, before he died, he hated me. And I also felt like I'd brought the house down on the whole family because my, you know, my mom lost her husband. My sister and brother lost their father. And I felt responsible. I felt like because I I kind of fought back um, that it cost everybody. And I think I determined at that stage I would never fight back again in life because uh-huh. the, the price is too much for everybody to pay.
1: Yeah, you know, we we've only got about two and a half minutes left, but why don't you touch briefly? Didn't didn't God bring you to a place of healing with that attitude, what, the, the enormous shame that you had, and like, what did I do wrong with my daddy? And then he, and then he killed himself, and so you must have just marched around as a little girl, just thinking, I give up, I don't I don't get
2: it. I, but it, wasn't there some healing there? Oh, absolutely. I think when we're in that kind of pain as children, we find a place to hide, and I found the perfect place: the Christian ministry. So I just threw myself into that. But eventually, God took me at the exact same age as my dad, exactly to the same place, to a psych hospital. Yeah. But there, I discovered that someday God will take you to a prison to set you free.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and you learned a line from uh, the psychologist that you were dealing with in the psych ward. Um, what did he? What What question did he ask you?
2: He asked me who I was, and I thought, well, that's a dumb question. You get paid a lot of money to know. You see it <laughs> written on your blooming notebook there. <laughs> That was Sheila Walsh. And he said, no, I mean, who are you? And I said, I'm the co-host of the 700 Club. And he said, I didn't ask what you do. I asked who you are. And I said, I have no idea. And he said, and that's why you're here. And it was the beginning of a tremendous adventure to understand actually who I am. Is Sheila Walsh, daughter of the King of Kings.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we, you know what, Sheila? I'm at, on the next segment, we're going to touch on a lesson that you had for a woman who was very angry. And you asked her to, to do an exercise, which we're going to give to you to the mothers in the next segment Um, because we all do need to get that to that place where we have a, a a view of ourselves. We, we, we define ourselves not in a limiting way, but in a freeing way where we say Mm. I I am this person and I am okay because I've gone through some work to get here to, to recognize Who I really am. So Sheila, you will return with us in the next next segment. Um, we're so blessed to have you. Also, we might also touch on Shonda Pierce, who's coming to Denver actually, because you and Shonda have a couple of things in common.
3: Love her.
1: Yes, I do too. So we have today the pleasure of having Sheila Walsh and uh, her brand new devotional, Five Minutes with Jesus, Making Today Manor. Coming up, we're going to have some lessons for you. Um, that that I know Sheila can bring to you in a way that really makes a difference in your mothering life. So. I invite you to stay tuned to the rest of Channel Mom Radio. We are here for you, Mom. Stay tuned. Need an excuse to drive a few miles to a beautiful place with delicious food? Let me tell you about one of my favorite places to eat in Colorado. Down home, good cooking, old school, and family friendly, it's the Cutthroat Cafe. Chip Thomas is one of those guys who's created an eating establishment where customers feel like family. Nestled in Bailey, Colorado, next to a sparkling river and national forest, enjoy a getaway to the Cutthroat Cafe. On your way to Breckenridge, just off Highway 285 in Bailey, Colorado.
0: It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you.
1: Hey, we are back with the highly esteemed, at least in my world, Sheila Walsh. Author, singer, speaker, just mom extraordinaire. Uh, i got a brand new devotional out called Five Minutes with Jesus, Making Today Matter. Great lessons in this book. I also want to remind you, by the way, I know you heard in the break there, please go by my friend uh, Chip's restaurant when you're going through uh, Bailey on the way to Breckenridge on 285. It's called the Cutthroat Cafe, very down home, wonderful, fun cooking, down home atmosphere. I would just always love to invite you to a visit there on your way through to Breckenridge. Okay, <clears throat> so Sheila, we are back with you. I want to talk about the fact that you touched on in the last segment that you struggled with Depression. I've struggled with depression. I've met a ton of mothers who have struggled with depression. And Shonda Pierce, who you know, well-known comedian, I guess the best-selling comedian of all time. She's actually coming to town for Salem, uh, our radio network, uh, at 7 p.m. Thursday, November 5th at Faith Bible Chapel. I got that little plug in there. But I heard her talking yesterday about her struggles with depression, and I know you struggle with it. And as I was thinking for the moms out there, as you are facing the end of a chapter in your motherhood and Christian leaving home... How do we insulate ourselves over upcoming events like that so that we don't fall into that place of, do I really matter? What's it all for? The best part is over. I mean, what are you doing?
2: Yeah, it's it's a really great question. And it's something that I've been dealing with for the last year. But, you know, last um, couple of weeks ago, I was out in California with Kay and Rick Warren, um, who are very aware of you know, mental health and the way we deal with it as a church since their son Matthew yeah. took his own life. And so we had this symposium called The Church in Mental Health. It was one of the best things I've ever been at, um, just kind of really unpacking, you know, what depression is, that it's not curable, but it is treatable, and that there's tremendous help available. And I think part of my part of my healing or part of my ability to to, to do okay in situations is understanding, that this is part of my life. And so I have, there's various things that I do. I mean, I, it means simple things like I I go walking, you know, I need to do something like that for my brain, because if I, when I feel like a kind of heaviness come on me, well, all I want to do is get into bed, you know, pull the covers over and just sleep, you know, until and wake up when Jesus returns. Yeah, But that does not help me at all. So I just have to make myself kind of get out of the house. It's one of the good things about having three dogs who all know where their leashes are kept <laughs> because they just go get them and drop them at my feet. Like, come on, lady, get up. Yeah. And a part of that is, is good for me. And and also, you know, I I used to tease one of the speakers on Women of Faith, Thelma Wells. I used to tease her because anytime I dropped over to her house, she always had, you know, worship music playing in every room. You know, And but I have learned the, how what an impact that can have on your life, you know, when I have, like, a worship playlist for home, and I have one for on the, the road, because what that does is it reminds me of what is always true, no matter what I might feel to be true for a season, and I mean, if you look at the psalmist David, I mean, David struggled with depression. There were times when he would be, you know, at the depth of despair, and yet I love the way he talked to himself, you know, he would use shepherd's terminology, like, he would say, why are you cast down, oh, my soul, and I grew up in a shepherding community. When a sheep is cast, it means it's fallen and it cannot get back up. You know, they're they're imbalanced. So if the sheep falls over, unless it's rescued, it's gonna die there. So David would say, you know, why are you cast down on my soul? Come on. Let's remember who God is. So a huge part of of my, you know, brain chemistry and my life is understanding that know, that that God is bigger than what I'm feeling at this moment. And so I'd listen to worship music, I go out walking, I try and and sleep well. And then I have a couple of friends who really know all about me, you know, the the good days and the bad days. And some days when I hit a real low, like when I feel like I can't get out of the house, or I can't even pray, I, I have a little, I just text them. And I just, it's a little signal, and they know what it is. And they get on their knees and they intercede on my behalf.
1: Oh, I wish everybody had that. I, I think even in a secular world, we don't necessarily deal with depression very well. I mean, you can't lean on God. I don't, I don't know what people do. Sheila, yeah. my heart is for motherhood in, in especially in America where I feel like we have so many other things that we lift up and honor and glorify and idolize. And so moms are stuck in this place of feeling like they don't matter a lot in their mothering. They they may feel like they matter in their outside career, but not on their mothering. So, I, and when I picked up this new book of yours, and, and I've, I've read a number of things you've written, but uh, I thought, I really want moms to understand that, that we care, that you care, that I care, that there are uh, thousands of women out there who care about mothers and the fact that they are sacrificing. Their lives to raise the next generation well. Can't think of much more of an important task than that. God yeah. just loves motherhood. I know he does. So so I want to get to a couple little comforting words from, from your brand new book. And by the way, it's five minutes with Jesus. That's the point. She says, you busy moms, if you don't have time, this is a five-minute boom devotional where you can just get to a place where you get healing and hope and all the stuff that we, we need as mothers when sometimes all we're doing is giving and not getting a lot back. I loved your chapter on offering not enough. That that oh. pretty much we all need to get to that place of uh, it doesn't matter how much I do, how accomplished I am, how perfect my house is, how much I diet, you know, what kind of dress I can fit into, what I drive, what outside career I have, how good my kids look on a stage at school, in the end we're never enough. Tell moms that lesson.
2: You know, it's it's really fascinating. I love one of my greatest hobbies, probably my number one hobby is Study in the Word of God. I mean, I love to do that. And when I was studying some of the the way that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all told different parts of Christ's ministry and different things they remembered and different things they thought were important. What I thought was strange was that some miracles are only in, you know, like one gospel. Like, for example, Lazarus, who'd been dead for three days, and then Christ brought him back from the dead. That's only in John's gospel. (laughs) Um, But there's one story that's in every single one, and it's the speeding of the 5,000. And I thought, Lord, I know that was cool. I mean, that's a pretty ginormous picnic, but it's not as significant to me as something like bringing somebody back from the dead. So it made me want to really read every single different... You know, telling of the story and think, why is this here for us? And honestly, this has brought me more freedom, I think, than almost anything else. Because if you study it, they all tell the story slightly differently. But if you've got five thousand men, because that's all they counted in those days, if you've got five thousand men, you've at least got twelve, thirteen thousand people. You've got the moms, you've got kids, you've got grandparents. There's no way that if you've got moms on that hillside that there's no food. If you've got moms, there are snacks there. You just know that. <laughs> for sure. Every single mother, you know, would look at what they had and think, well, this isn't enough for everybody. But what Jesus asked the disciples, you know, when his friends said, look, how can we feed this crowd? This is ridiculous. Jesus saw that they were looking at what was needed, not what they had. So he'd said to Philip, what do you have? And so basically, Philip, the only one that thought it was worth giving up what he had was a little boy. He gave up his lunchable yeah. So yeah. They're like, well, we've got this, and 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 Jesus blessed it, and he broke it, and he said every single person in the hillside with twelve baskets left over. And to me, the huge message is, we will never have enough. We will never be enough. But that's not the question Jesus asked. Jesus just says, what do you have?
1: And yeah. when you
2: give your not enough to His more than enough miracles happen.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful, Sheila, and I and and that's a relief to me, frankly, to wake up and say I'm not enough, Jenny. It doesn't matter how well yeah. you blow dry your hair, how much you exercise, how, how how many good deeds you do for the neighbors down the street, how, you know what kind of grades your kids get. In the end, you will not be enough. You need God's help, and and yeah. it's, so it's a great great lesson. Um, I want to get to one more lesson, and I want to tell folks how to find your devotion. We've only got about <clears throat> three and a half minutes left, so you're gonna have to talk fast. Um, at the very in, in middle or near the end of the book, well, one of the last devotions. A woman comes up to you after you're speaking, you speak all over the world, and this woman comes up to you and says she's stuck. It was in a, on a plane, and she wasn't stuck in the plane, but she said her life was stuck, and she was mourning something that happened 20 years ago. What exercise did you give her? Because I'm sure there are moms out there who feel stuck in their lives. What exercise did you give her to get her to a place of healing from that feeling of stuckness?
2: Well, when she first started to tell me her story, Jenny, about, you know, how she stood by her husband, put him through medical school, yada, yada, yada. And then when he finally got to this place of being successful, he left her <sighs> for another woman. and she was, But she was telling it with such fresh pain. And I asked her, when did this happen? And she said, 20 years ago. Oh, my goodness. And it was so shocking to me because she told us that it happened last week. So I said to her, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to tell me, you know, you have a couple minutes to think about it. Tell me your whole life story in five minutes. And what it kind of showed her was she had reduced her whole life to this one moment, this one moment when her husband walked away. And I said, You need to know you are so much more than this one thing that happened to you. And that it was time I said to her, you know what? It's time to dream again. And and we're gonna start right here. I mean, over a little yellow for Micah Table, after she told me her story in five minutes. We prayed that God would help her to live a bigger story.
1: Wow. And did she did she recognize the way in which telling her story, um, and, and we've got about two minutes left now, but did she recognize the way in which telling her story got her to a place of seeing that she had reduced it to one bad thing?
2: She was actually shocked. I mean, because she had been angry up until that point, and then she finished, as she kind of wound up her little five-minute talk, tears just poured out her face because she said, yeah, okay. I get it, you know, I get it that I have made that this one terrible thing that happened to me you know twenty years ago I have made that my life story that is if I had a tattoo that 's what would be tattooed that 's the t shirt I wear, and she said, I want to be more than that. I want to live a bigger life than that amen girl i 'm
1: glad you saw her on a plane. I know she was reading your book too, but i 'm so glad you did that. I mean, what a blessing, and I, and I hope moms get something from that today that. If you retell your story, you can see so much beauty and good and grace and blessing, even through the hard times. So, so that's a great exercise. I'm going to try it. Okay, five minutes with Jesus, making today matter. A fun. It's actually very pretty, Sheila. It's a very pretty little book. Thank I really you. love it. So, how do folks find it?
2: Well, you can get it um, at any bookstore, any Christian bookstore. You can get it in Walmart. You can get it in Target. All sorts of places.
1: Awesome. Well, I recommend people go get it. And how do people find you, Sheila, your speaking schedule?
2: Um, you just go to SheilaWalsh.com, um, and we can chat there, and that gives all my dates and different things that will be happening in the next
1: couple of years. Awesome. God bless you. I hope I get to meet you in person sometime and hug you. into t- I'll tell you my five-minute story when I see you.
3: <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. Thanks, okay, Jenny. take care,
1: Julie. God, God, God bless.
3: Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Okay, moms. Thanks, thanks so much. much. I hope she was a blessing to you today. Uh, I, I do this show to lift up moms, to give them encouragement and lessons and advice to help them in their mothering so that was for you thank you for all that you do to raise your children well god bless you i hope you have a wonderful weekend
0: if you enjoy what you hear on channel mom radio and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families then why don't you come alongside the efforts of channel mom we'd like to offer you our partner package today We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us